peoples of the worldwide federated internet what's good Returning to the book of Genesis, chapter 47, actually wrapping up Genesis. We don't have too much longer to go. This has definitely been an enjoyable journey for me through the book of Genesis. I've read through it several times, but this is the first time I've read through it in this way, kind of slowing down, seeing some things, missing some things. I'm sure I didn't cover everything. There's there's a lot um, to be discussed in this book if you're going to do a, a thorough walkthrough. So I wouldn't really consider what I've done a thorough walkthrough. I would kind of consider it a skeleton view of the book of Genesis, touching on some light points, seeing the, the general point of the book, but not really going really deep into some intricate things that you could definitely get into. So anyway, without further ado, let's get into this. Then Joseph came and told Pharaoh and said, My father and my brethren and their flocks and their herds and all that they have are come out of the land of Canaan, and behold, they are in the land of Goshen. Um, I wanted to look up what that, what that word Goshen means, and that word means drawing near. Um, and took some of his brethren, even five men, and presented them unto Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said unto his brethren, What is your occupation? And they said unto Pharaoh, Thy servants are shepherds, both we and also our fathers. And if you will remember in, ver in chapter 46, what Joseph instructed his uh, brethren to say unto Pharaoh, uh, let me get to it. Uh, it says, I think, uh, yeah, here it is in verse 20, blah, 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 33. And it shall come to pass when Pharaoh shall call you and shall say, what is your occupation that ye shall say thy servants, uh, thy servants trade hath been about cattle from our youth, even until now, both we and also our fathers that ye may dwell in the land of Goshen, for every shepherd is an abomination unto the Egyptians. Now, I'm pretty sure there's smart people out there that know exactly why shepherds were abominations to the Egyptians, but I do not know why that is. I'm definitely going to look that up. There's several things, as I've said before, through the book of Genesis that I plan on maybe revisiting, looking into some things a little deeper. Uh, that word abomination, for those who don't know, means extreme hatred, detestation, the, ob uh, the object of det detestation, a common uh, signification in scripture, hence uh, defilement, pollution in a physical sense or evil doctrines and practices. So for whatever reason, 
Maybe it was because animals were unclean. Huge possibility. I'm sure, like I always say, there's some smart historians and theologians out there that have the answer to that. Um, verse, where was I at? Verse, uh, some of his brethren. Verse 3. And Pharaoh said unto his brethren, What is your occupation? And they said unto Pharaoh, Thy servants are shepherds, both we and also our fathers. They said, Moreover unto Pharaoh, For to sojourn in the land are we come, for thy servants have no pasture for their flocks, for the famine is sore in the land of Canaan. Now therefore we pray thee, let thy servants dwell in the land of Goshen. And Pharaoh spake unto Joseph, saying, Thy father and thy brethren are come unto thee. The land of Egypt is before thee. In the, uh, in the best of the land, make thy fathers and thy brethren to dwell. In the land of Goshen, let them dwell. And if thou knowest any men of activity among them, then make, him, make them rulers over my cattle. Because of the position that Joseph was in, because of his character, because of his walk with God, because of his closeness with God, and his attentiveness to the truth and righteousness, his family is put in a better position. All because he was obedient. Not perfect, but definitely obedient. Definitely a servant of God, and that was evident. And Joseph brought in Jacob, his father, and set him before Pharaoh. And Jacob blessed Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said unto Jacob, How old art thou? And Jacob said unto Pharaoh, the days of the years of my pilgrimage are an hundred and forty years. Few and evil have the days of the years of my life been, and have not attained unto the days of the years of the life of my fathers in the days of their pilgrimage. And Jacob blessed Pharaoh and went out from before Pharaoh. Now I'm pretty sure when, when Jacob blessed Pharaoh, there was a lot of things going right in the land of Egypt um, at, at this point, especially based around the events that's going on right here. As God promised to Abraham, he would bless them that bless him and cursed him that cursed him. Right. Talking about him and his seed. So good things, good things headed for Egypt, at least at this point. And Joseph placed his father and his brethren and Joseph placed his father and his brethren and gave them possession in the land of Egypt in the best of the land, in the land of Ramses, as Pharaoh had commanded. As I said in a previous video, I'll say it again. Imagine being his brothers, knowing what you deserve, but that's not what you're getting. Not only are you in the land of Egypt where there's plenty of food stored up, even though there's a famine going on without, you are given the best of the land. Boy, these, 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 this generation right here would have no reason to ever falsely charge God. Not that there's ever a reason to falsely charge God, but they definitely didn't have one. And Joseph nourished his father and his brethren and all his father's household uh, with bread according to their families 
and there was no bread in the land, for the famine was very sore, so that the land of Egypt and all the land of Canaan fainted by reason of the famine. Here it is, everything around them collapsing, but God has saw fit to take care of them, even though everything around them is falling apart. And Joseph gathered up all the money that was found in the land of Egypt and then the land of Canaan um, for the corn which they bought. And Joseph brought the money unto Pharaoh's house. And when the money failed in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan, all the Egyptians came unto Joseph and said, Give us bread, for why should we die in thy presence? For the money faileth. I could get into all kind of social commentaries here, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to move on. And Joseph said, give your cattle and I will give you for your cattle if money fail. So now money's failed and it means nothing. So now they're bartering with actual goods. And they brought their cattle unto Joseph and Joseph gave them bread in exchange for horses and for flocks and for the cattle of the herds and for the asses. And uh, and he fed them with bread for all their cattle for their year uh, for that year. When that year was ended, they came unto him a second year and said unto him, we will not hide it from my Lord how that our money is spent. My Lord also hath our herds of cattle. There is aught left in the sight of the Lord, but our bodies and our lands. The one bit of social commentary I will offer here, the people did not have or, or did not take it upon themselves or couldn't for whatever reason solve their problems. And they went to, Pharaoh via Joseph, and they're giving up everything they own, including their personal freedom and all their goods to have to get a solution from Pharaoh. They're in a bad position. Wherefore shall we die before thine eyes, both we and our land? Buy us and our land for bread, and, and we and our land will be servants unto Pharaoh. And give us seed that we may live and not die, that the land be not desolate. And Joseph bought all the land for Pharaoh, for the Egyptians sold every man his field because the famine prevailed um, over them. And the land became Pharaoh's and that quickly all the wealth, all the land, everything is transferred from the people to Pharaoh. And as for the people, he removed them to cities from one end of the borders of Egypt, even to other end thereof. Amazing. All the land is gone. There's so many parallels between things that happen in the Old Testament and things that go on now. There's nothing new under the sun. Right. So they sold all their land, all their cattle even sold themselves to Pharaoh. Pharaoh now owns everything. And what's the first thing he do? He moves everybody in the cities, congregates all the people in the big cities. Only the land of the priests bought he not, for the priests had a portion assigned them of Pharaoh and did eat their, and, and did eat their portion, which Pharaoh gave them. 
Wherefore, they sold not their land. So only the priests didn't sell their lands. Then Joseph said unto the people, Behold, I have bought you this day and your land for Pharaoh. Lo, here is seed for you, and ye shall sow the land. So now he's like, okay, I, I, I got your land. I got you. Here's some seed. Get to work. And it shall come to pass in the increase that ye shall give the fifth part unto Pharaoh and four parts shall be your own for seed of the field and for your food and for them of your households and for food of your little ones. Now, again, I'm not going to try to, you know, superimpose a, a principle from here to the modern day, but I will point out, I will point out the people clearly were free. They owned their lands. They, they made whatever they made on their lands, grew their crops, had whatever, and it belonged to them. Now, not only do they have to work on these same lands that no longer belong to them. Now they also have to give a fifth part of whatever they, whatever they gain to Pharaoh. Boy, did they lose out. And again, not to try to superimpose what's going on here into today's society, but I mean, it's kind of hard to read this and not see the parallels between things that go on across many societies today. That's as far as I'm going to go with that. And they said, thou hast saved our lives. Let us find grace in the sight of my Lord, and we will be Pharaoh's servants. And Joseph made it law over the land of Egypt unto this day that Pharaoh should have a fifth part except the land of the priests, only which became not Pharaoh's. And Israel dwelt in the land of Egypt in the country of Goshen, and they had possessions therein and grew and multiplied exceedingly. And Jacob lived in the land of Egypt 17 years so the whole age of Jacob was an hundred forty and seven years and the time drew nigh that Israel must die. And he called his son Joseph and said unto him, if now I have found grace in thy sight, put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh and deal kindly and truly with me. Bury me not, I pray thee, in Egypt. But I will lie with my fathers, and thou shalt carry me out of Egypt and bury me in their burying place. And he said, I will do this, uh, thou, I will do as thou hast said. And he said, Swear unto me. And he swore unto him. And Israel bowed himself up, uh, upon, the, upon the bed's head. A lot going on there. Like I said, a lot of social commentary I can get into, but I don't like to, I try not to do too much, um, superimposing things that happen in the, in the old Testament and applying them too loosely to what happens in today's era. But again, it's kind of hard not to notice the similarities between some things as you're reading the old Testament. It just is what it is. But here we go. The, the, the house of Jacob, the house of Israel taken care of because of the faithfulness of one man. And that one man is Joseph. 
Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.